Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and we have an underrated podcast for you tonight as we're going to talk about rides, attractions, restaurants that you might not know about, what you probably know about, but rides that we think don't get enough credit. They may have shorter lines or they may just be forgotten on some level. And we want to suggest one in each park. And I'm here tonight with Charity. Hello. And here I'm here with Mark. Hello. And I'm here with Randy. Hello, it's me. So our usual cast of Rusty and Stephanie aren't here tonight. We actually had a Jesse and Shelby possibility tonight, but both of them could not be here as well. But you have the four of us, and we're going to talk about these underrated attractions. So the so basically what we've done is we've split up into our four traditional parks, the usual assignments we have. Randy, who is our animal kingdom expert, Charity, our resident Epcot insider. We have Mark, who has become kind of our DHS guru, and myself, who by default has selected the Magic Kingdom. So we are going to go around and tell you the underrated attraction, the underrated restaurant, and the underrated show at each of these parks. We're going to do it by uh, by attraction show and restaurant, so we're not talking about the same park the whole show or large swaths of the show so we're going to first of all talk about what we think let's go restaurant first we're going to talk about a restaurant that isn't necessarily the most popular at the at the park but one that we think you should check out that you might be able to get in a little easier than some of the other restaurants and flies under the radar so for our first one we're going to go over to epcot and we're going to talk about Charity, and Epcot's got so many restaurants. I have no clue what Charity's about to say. Oh, I, you know what? It is, it, it is hard uh, because there are so many good restaurants. Um, but I think it just when you're looking at the whole of, you know, Disney World, the Garden Grill restaurant is. It, it's not, it's not top of mind. You know, it is a fabulous restaurant with delicious food, an amazing experience in the fact that it is the only rotating restaurant and you have characters. When you think of character dining, you think of Chef Mickey's, you used to think of the Crystal Palace, maybe you'll think of breakfast at Topolino's. But Garden Grill is one of the last places that people think of. And I'm not sure if it's just because it's in the front part of the park. It's not, you know, around the World Showcase. Um, I, I, I don't know why, but it is really an underrated restaurant for how awesome of an experience you can have there. Garden Grill is definitely one of those restaurants and you have, Absolutely giving us the, the roadmap here. That's exact, exactly what we're talking about here. 
Garden Grill, one of those restaurants you don't hear people talk about, but it is definitely one of the better restaurants on property. Uh, We go probably one out of every six or seven trips to Garden Grill. Does anyone, I'm having a hard time talking again tonight. Randy, Mark, do either of you want to chime in on Garden Grill? A big fan, been there several times. Uh, Beth really likes the food. My, My wife and kids like it better than I do. But uh, it, it's been really good, and they've been good with our allergies. Mark? Yep. And I'll just add in there before Mark gets a chance to talk, but I'll just add in that um, they serve a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, items that they actually grow there in the land pavilion. So the same types of foods that you see when you're on the boat ride, um, those are the same types of things that you'll get at the restaurant. And um, and to me, that just makes it a really fun, you know, it's a very miniature version of farm to table. Yeah, I'll just say, I, I think it kind of goes with the pavilion and it's kind of a, a package experience to me. I feel like it's a, it's a definitely a, a need to do restaurant, even if you don't hit it every time, but it, it um, you know, that whole living with the land, restaurant that whole feeling when you get in there it's it's it definitely being able to see living with the land the boats go by um it's, it's a definitely a, a sleeper pick for sure all right mark we're going to go over to dhs and pick up your sleeper restaurant for dhs which is odd because we have we have just talked about dhs dhs is tough because because they don't have uh in my opinion many restaurants that um are sleepers they're either really good like sci-fi uh 50s prime or they're just uh they're just food with no theming or just kind of bland um, but i think one that gets a bad rep is pizza rizzo and and stay with me here um you know it, it's pizza but it gets you into the the muppets courtyard and love them or hate them that is one of the best themed areas that Disney has done. Um, Muppet Vision 3D, the restaurant inside, you know, just that area. And it, it's, it's the whole experience, not just the, the pizza, um, but inside of, inside of Pizza Rizzo's is, is just a very, uh, very well-themed uh, restaurant. So if, if you have a kid, pizza's a staple. The kids are going to love it. You may be able to eat it. But it gets you into that that Muppet courtyard. And like I said, love it or hate it, that's just a really well-themed, interesting area with lots of things to look at. Yeah. You know what? If anyone who has seen and liked the Muppets Take Manhattan has, has to step into Pizza Rizzo. It is, it, it's a very fun throwback to that. And I, I love it. You know, I'm the Muppet girl. But um Oh, this is a fun place. I, I'm I'm so glad you picked that. Yeah, when you said Pizza Rizzo, I saw Charity light up like a little child on Christmas morning. So, like she was so excited that you said that, and I I was thinking to myself, huh? All right, interesting choice. But we all have different tastes, obviously. But you know it, that you made a really good point that it's a hard choice at DHS because you know a lot of their restaurants there. They don't have a large selection of table service restaurants and people have pretty strong opinions on them. So there's really not a a real sleeper 
pick there unless you really like Hollywood and Vine, and then you might say that. Randy, we're going to go I mean, over to uh, Animal Kingdom and pick up on what your sleeper restaurant is. Well, I mean, obviously, the, the big name brand, the ones that everybody knows about are things like Pizza Fari and, and Satuli and Restaurantosaurus and Yak and Yeti. Like, those are the big ones. So for my sleeper restaurant, I picked uh, the Yak and Yeti Local Food Cafe. That's the, the quick... Uh, grab and go, you know, I mean, I'm not grab and go, but, but the, but the quick, uh, service restaurant that's connected to the Yak and Yeti. And specifically they have a bacon and egg sandwich and a breakfast burrito that you can get at breakfast. So where else are you going for breakfast in animal kingdom lodge or excuse me, in animal kingdom park, probably the creature comfort Starbucks. Like other than that, I don't know, you know, or, or you're doing the buffet, um, but other than that, if you want to, if you want a quick service uh, breakfast, and you're willing to walk there, this is this is the place to get it. And uh, I think that could be the 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 lesser known but still good quality food place to stop. All right, so we're going over to Magic Kingdom, and you know the big name restaurants here, you know Crystal Palace, Liberty Tree, places like that. My sleeper pick is going to be Skipper Cantina. And really the reason Skipper Cantina is my sleeper pick is because it's a good area of the park. It's got good decorations. The theming is good. The story is good. Right now, Jungle Cruise is really hot at Disney World because of the movie. And, I, I, you know, they've changed the menu. I think they stumbled out of the gates with this restaurant on their menu. And they have worked hard to fix it. And so this is a place you can... Sometimes you can walk up and get a reservation for because people uh, heard the the initial negative reviews and it's in a part of the park that people aren't used to a restaurant being there. Um, Of course, there was a restaurant there in the very, very early days of Walt Disney World. But uh, this this is a relatively new restaurant and you should try Skipper Cantina. You get it. Anyone else want to chime in on Skipper Cantina real quick? I like it. It's one of my one of my faves nobody else in the family likes it so i only get it about once every three trips but i i try to get it uh more frequently because i like eating there all right so now we've given you four restaurants we've given you restaurants from each one of the four parks now we are going to give you a show that we believe is a uh, sleeper show and you can define show however you want if it's a animatronic show like a hall of presidents or a you know i'm not going to take any of the other ones off the board you guys just give your show definition of a show that you want we're once again going to start over in epcot with charity yeah and i'm going to say um i mean that this is one that we love but i know so many people just pass by it turtle talk with crush it is a very fun show even if you don't have kids it is a really fun show, but the reason that it is so overlooked, you know, unless you have, you know, a, a very young child, you're probably not even going inside the C's pavilion um, to even get downstairs where Turtle Talk with Crush is. Uh, because the main way to get into the pavilion is through the Finding Nemo ride. 
And so, you know, unless you go through the Finding Nemo ride and you come to Turtle Talk at the end of it, uh, you know, you exit the ride and then you can go to Turtle Talk with Crush. Unless you're going through that process, you're probably not going to the show. Um, so that's why I feel like it's a sleeper show. Most people don't even make it in there unless they happen to go, oh, we went through the Nemo ride and now there's a show too. We've, we've had super fun experiences, whether our kids participated or not, um, whether I went with kids or not. Um, I just think it's, it's an adorably funny show. If you like the movies, um, you know, they've updated it to have some of the characters from Dory's, uh, from Finding Dory. And um, you know, if you like the movies, it, it's a fun show. It's just a nice environment. And getting to see that whole, uh, the whole area there in general is really nice. But to see the show, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's definitely the sleeper show for me. Charity, what about, did you consider the American Adventure show? I was kind of surprised you didn't say that one. Oh, I didn't feel that was a sleeper show because I do that one every trip. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but I, I think people want uh, that mean, one too. Yeah, I think, it, to me, that is the main thing in America. You know, aside from eating at the best quick service restaurant, the Regal Eagle, um, you know, aside from that, the biggest thing back there is the American adventure. So um, I don't know. To me, that one's not as much of a sleeper show, but, um, but yeah, I mean, good point. If you are someone that walks past it and, you know, and just thinks it's restaurant and shop and you're missing the whole uh, attraction in between or the whole show in between, um, then yeah, I, I, I think it could qualify for that too. Yeah. It's, it's one that gets me on a level in my, my, my American level. It gets me. All right. So let's go over down to, uh, to Mark and let's go over to DHS and let's talk about shows there. There's some, there's some interesting shows there at DHS. Yeah. It, and that's, again, I'm having a tough time because I don't consider any of the shows, um, to not be top rate shows. Uh, so it's very difficult to pick one that a lot of people would walk by um, there. I mean, there's Beauty and the Beast, but to me, that's a headliner. Pros and Singalongs a headliner. Um, when the Stunt Spectacular is there, if you consider that a show, or I would could still consider it a show. I mean, to me, that's a headliner. So um, I, I would have to say, out of all of them, though, um, uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid is probably the one that gets passed up the most and i think charity will like this pick but it's it's a really good show because it's um it's puppets which is a uh underappreciated art form and uh i just i really enjoy it my daughter absolutely loved it and i like I said i think it's out of all the shows there it's probably the one that gets passed up the most that that i feel maybe shouldn't be on the uh the bottom of the barrel but there's like i said there's with beauty and the beast with frozen sing along it's a good lineup and it's hard to, uh, maybe it's hard to fit them all in. Okay. We're going to go over to animal kingdom. Wait, charity wanted to make one point about little mermaid. Yeah. I wanted to just add, I think one of the reasons why it, why that show is constantly overlooked is because families come in and they're thinking about the little mermaid ride over at the magic kingdom. 
And when they get up to the front, they go, oh, is this the ride? And then the cast member will go, no, this is the show. It'll be on, you know, in 15 minutes. And and that's usually when a family goes, oh, it's the show. And they turn around and leave. And I think that's why it's, um, I I think that's why it is one of those sleepers. It's just people don't realize that it is a show. And um, yeah, and they just get confused and and walk away. So that's a good pick. All right, Randy, give us, give us your show at Animal Kingdom. So I went with Up, A Great Bird Adventure, The Bird Show. That's over in Asia, kind of near Yakin Yeti. In fact, where we fit this in is usually right before or right after lunch. Uh, That usually works really well for us, um, usually right before lunch. And so that's, it's just a, it's just a cool show. They do a great job of keeping it upbeat and interactive. Uh, I just texted our podcast crew the video of um, my my girls just uh, putting their arms in a big circle, I think it was, and here comes the bird flying right through the ring that they're creating. Um, and that th- thrilled them and tickled them. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, but I like it. it. And it's not just birds. There are a few other little animals there, but, you know, it's mostly birds. Uh, it's a it's a show about all animals, uh, except mostly birds. And so, um, uh, but anyway, it's a lot of fun. I think that it doesn't seem very crowded. It, doesn't, it seems to be a little bit of a sleeper. Not everybody goes to this show. But uh, obviously, the trainers work hard and the birds are well-trained. Yeah, it's one of those things that you, you know, when you're walking through the amusement park and you're kind of set on attractions, and you're like, well, I'm going to get over to Everest or I need to get a safari. You, you kind of blow past a lot of times. But if you actually take time and enjoy some of these things, I think you're going to find that you that you enjoy a lot of these attractions that we're talking about. Go ahead, Randy. I have a second uh, an honorable mention sleeper in this park is being able to walk around and look at all the little animal pavilions that are set up in discovery island that's something else that when the animal kingdom was first opened and it didn't have as many attractions we spent time seeing all those little things around discovery island that now that there's more to do we just walk past those so that's that's my honorable mention all right so we're going to go over to magic kingdom which has a lot of shows um kind of attraction shows things like Tiki Room and Carousel of Progress and Hall of Presidents. And what I would consider the ultimate of those is obviously Country Bear Jamboree, but I'm not going to select that as the under the radar because that is easily the best of these uh, shows, especially if you're uh, a fan of nostalgia and original attractions and and you like singing bears. So that what those three categories, you would definitely be in on that. So. I'm going to pick Enchanted Tales with Belle. And this was really close. I was thinking either Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor or Enchanted Tales with Belle. And the reason I was thinking those two things is those are things I don't go to often. But they're two things that I'm always impressed with when I do. Um, I, I don't like going to Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor because I think it's kind of a waste of time. But you get me in there and I actually do laugh at some of the jokes. I actually do think it's a funny show. And when I, by the time I leave the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, 
I always end up enjoying it. So I think that Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is a sneaky good contender for a good attraction slash show at Walt Disney World. And I think Bell's Enchanted, uh, the Bell's Enchanted Tales is another one just because you want to see the pre-show. It's really cool walking through the cabinet and into uh, that area or into the showroom at the park. It's it's really well done. Um, both are not going to have huge lines, and they're both really fun to watch. All right, so we have done a show. We have done a restaurant, and now we're ready for probably the hardest one of all, an under-the-radar attraction for all four parks. So Charity is going to start us at Epcot, and here we go. Yeah, and I'm going to say Mission Space. Mission Space, uh, you know, I was working there whenever it opened up, and it was the biggest, best, new, coolest thing. And then it wasn't. Um, (laughs) I don't know why this is not um, at the top of people's list. Um, It is an awesome awesome ride. And if it's not your ideal ride, um, then that is okay. You know, if it's a little bit rough for you, they have another option for you now. So um, I I say go for it. I think this is a great ride and it's a lot of fun. I don't know. Mark, do you like riding this one? I I do. And I, I go for, uh, what is it? Orange, orange and green. I go for the intense one every single time um but i'm not claustrophobic and i don't get motion sickness easy um if you're claustrophobic you're not going to like this uh this ride if you get motion sick extremely easy it's not it's not for you but no I, i really enjoy it and i think as far as a thrill ride goes um i don't know that there's another ride that you pull more more g force than than mission space so if you have a if you have, if you yourself or you have a child that really likes the to pull the G's and to to, to feel uh, that that weight or whatever, this one's a this one's a great one. And and it was based off. I mean, it's legitimate. I've looked at the ride system. It's like a legitimate centrifuge. So it, I mean, it's not a. They didn't go to a ride manufacturer to build this ride. They went to a a company that NASA uses to build astronaut trainers to build this ride. So I mean, it's legitimate. I I think it's a great pick. In fact, I think it's so good. I'm not sure it qualifies as a sleeper. I think this ride is on our list for every time we're there. And uh, yeah, we this is maybe not the rest of my family, but for me, this isn't every time I go to Epcot, it's on the list. Well, I, I think it's a sleeper mainly because it the line indicates it's a sleeper. This is sometimes a walk-on ride even at peak times of the year, this is a 30 minute, 40 minute wait, the, the longest. And usually it's walk on. Like I haven't seen it not be walk on a long time, especially if you pick the green, but why do the green? Why even ride it? Just ride the orange, suck it up. And <laughs> just, just enjoy getting sick. That, that might, you might enjoy that. I definitely think this is the attraction to pick here because it's the biggest bang for your buck at Epcot. I will say that the Grand Fiesta Tour does deserve a mention here 
for being a peaceful, laid back, fun, you know, not a thrill ride, but it's a traditional dark ride in a very cool atmosphere. And I, I think it deserves mention here. So anyone else want to throw out an honorable mention at Epcot? The Imagination Pavilion. Uh, any, anytime you get to see Figment, you know, I mean, that's, that's a, a fantastic ride. So, and if you don't get skunk, it's a great ride. <laughs> I, I really think that would change that entire ride for everyone. If you would, if they actually had different smells instead of you always getting skunk, if you actually randomly got like cherry or grape or a mountain mist and you oh. didn't get skunk, anything. I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree. The randomization of the ride, they have realized that people will ride it over and over just to get that slightly different experience. And I think you are right that that could make a, uh, I think they would have a 35% increase in ridership with that one change. Yeah. I mean, just imagine great cherry mountain mist stationary skunk. I mean, it what would, would that cost them? It would cost them nothing to do that. Uh, not much, <laughs> not much at all. But what, just, what if they, what if they tied it to like a special magic end? Where if you were wearing, like if, if you bought a special magic band, like a limited edition magic band, then that would be the trigger to give you a non-skunk smell on your yeah, car. Yeah, if, if you bought the Haunted Mansion magic band, you get formaldehyde. As <laughs> instead of, that would be great. All right. I was wondering I, what, where I, you were going. I, I love the magic band idea because I get excited every time at Rock and Roller Coaster. When I'm doing a one night only show in Orlando. So that magic band idea charity is fantastic. All right. Well, let's go over to DHS and find out what the underrated attraction at DHS is. Yeah, this this is actually the only one I feel like was easy at DHS. Um, and it's Star Tours. Uh, it was the original Star Wars ride in DHS. And when it opened, it was it was groundbreaking. It was technology they didn't even uh, think could be a, a theater ride, but the or a, a attraction. But the queue in this, it, it's worth just the queue to 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 see the shuttle, to see three C three PO, especially the original. They've changed the uh, the the, the storyline of the ride, um, and it's good. Don't get me wrong, but even the original, it was it was set up like a uh, almost like an airport but with shuttlecraft. So they had announcements and they had flights departing and where you were going. And it, it just had a very, uh, or it has a very just interesting queue. The ride's good. It's a good simulator ride. C3PO is your pilot now. Um, and it's, like I said, it's just a good one that people bypass. I mean, literally bypass it going to Black Spire Outpost. They pass Star Tours. They walk right by uh Muppet Courtyard and they go into Black Spire Outpost and don't even think twice about going back to it. Yeah, I think that yep, was really I the only choice. Agree. Yeah, sorry. Say that again, Charity. I'm sorry. Yeah, I completely agree, Mark. Um that ride no one thinks about it. When they think Star Wars, everybody thinks about the new things that are advertised and nobody's thinking about Star Tours. And you know it 
it was updated. It is, I mean, it's a really fun experience. The queue is great. The ride is great. Um, I mean, my kids love it. I, I think that is a very underrated ride in the park. Uh, all right, let's go over to Animal Kingdom. And I'm interested to hear what Randy's got for us on an underrated attraction. Well, see, that's the problem is that um, obviously you can't pick the safari or anything over in Pandora world, Pandora land. Um, and if the, if the definition is a, a, a pretty good experience that has a really low weight, I would have to say it's tough to be a bug, which is the the uh, experience in the tree, the attraction inside the tree of life. But my experience is the weight is pretty low. Like it might be, you know, 15 minutes, 25 minutes, um, most of the day. And although I hate that it's supposed to be the star attraction, um, I think it's uh, it's probably a sleeper, a sleeper experience. We will have to warn anyone with small children, though, that this has the reputation of being maybe the most terrifying <laughs> ride in all four of the parks. So uh, it's not I mean, obviously, it's not um, ghost scary or uh, large monster scary, but it is spider scary and creepy crawly scary. So just be ready and for that. Large you... grasshoppers scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Large grasshoppers. It may be a sleeper, but you will not sleep through this ride. <laughs> it's not as scary as ghosts jumping out from behind a tombstone, though, is it? I think it's uh, worse because of the surprise factor. Uh, yeah, well, I also think. I mean, Hopper. Ooh, he's way worse than tombstone. I, it's, got, it's got shades of alien encounter, I believe. Oh. Well, let me, let me just pipe in real quick to point out to Randy here. You're walking into the tree of life, not a haunted house. That's I don't true. think kids are expecting, you know, you're totally expecting something to jump out from a tombstone. You're not expecting a gigantic grasshopper to bust through a wall. And, <laughs> and it's tough to be. That above. makes it even more a sleeper because you're <laughs> not expecting what you get. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, again, if the definition is low, low, uh, low line and, uh, Good experience. Uh, I think it, I think it counts. Well, here's here's a thought for everybody, and maybe one that we hadn't thought about. I think Expedition Everest at times has a pretty low line. I, I mean, it's obviously not a sleeper, but it is a ride that I mean, much like Mission Space, is a pretty big ticket ride that. You can catch at a pretty low line at times. So, all right. So I, let I'm me say saying, this. Yeah. I'm going to say that the tree of life, if your kids are older, is the sleeper. I would say if your kids are younger, the boneyard is the sleeper. To be able to have a playground, it's got it's got to be the best playground on property. Uh, yes. I, so that's going to be my sleeper if you've got young kids. If 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 Todd scared you away from the tree of life and you want a short weight <laughs> experience that your kids would love. They go to the barnyard. Do you the barnyard the boneyard? Do you not think boneyard? That, boneyard, yeah. Do you not think that dinosaur is, or do you think it's a main event attraction? I think it's still a main event. Just because I don't like okay. it doesn't mean it's it's not a main event. And and I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the line gets below thirty minutes very often. I think okay. it's usually a pretty good line. 
And, you know, Primeval World, before they closed it, I, I mean, we would have said the same thing about it. You know, it, it's a mid-level ride. It shouldn't have a long line. But that thing always took 30, 40 minutes to get on, Primeval World. All right. So let's go over to the Magic Kingdom. And this is going to be a hard one because uh, there are so many attractions there that what do you what do you rate as the sleeper pick and this one's going to surprise you guys cuz i'm going to go somewhere that i consider my least favorite part of the parks i'm going over to buzz lightyear's space spin because i think it's a average ride you're not going to find a very long line it's never going to be walk on most of the time but it's also a ride that you can enjoy with your kids it's not, a, you know, it's not a boring ride. If, if you get into it and you want to compete, you're going to have fun. And it's a fun sleeper pick for me. Now, I know there are so many attractions here at the Magic Kingdom that I know that you all have a different opinion. So I'm going to bounce around and see what you guys think. Who wants to start with another underrated ride at Magic Kingdom? Anybody want to chime in? Randy, you'll be first. Well, you know, underrated is tough to, you know, for me, I'm thinking about the park is busy. It's hot. I want to just go somewhere where I can get on a ride pretty quickly and enjoy it. And for me, that's going to be Pirates of the Caribbean. I I have found the wait at at, uh, Space Ranger Spin to be often longer than Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'd rather go there and get in my air conditioning and uh, enjoy the the walk down. That's been my sleeper. Well, I I would. The only reason I would argue with you there, I think they both have similar times of wait. I, I think they're probably very similar. I just don't consider Pirates of the Caribbean a sleeper. It's I, classic. I, I, cons- I get that. Yeah, I consider that an everyday. Like I don't go to Magic Kingdom without riding that. So right. like that does not fit the definition of sleeper for me. If you were going to include Pirates of the Caribbean on a sleeper list, then I'm putting Haunted Mansion at the top of the sleeper list. But all of those, that's, those are required writing. Yeah. So I, I don't, I wouldn't put that in there, but for you, that that's totally fine. So let's go with somebody else. Let's go with Mark. What do you say, Mark? A lot of people would consider sleepers were, are, are my favorite attractions. So, um, but one that I enjoy that I think absolutely gets walked by 90% of the time is the Enchanted Tiki Room. And, um, you know, maybe the first few times you listen to it, the song gets old and repetitious, but eventually, eventually it soaks into your bones and you learn to love it. Um, and you have to listen to it every single time you go. So it's air conditioned. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. And it's, sometimes it seems like I'm the only one in there and the cast members sleeping in the corner, but I'm right in there by myself enjoying it. Well, it definitely fits <laughs> the underappreciated. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Mark, oh, no. That way? oh no. What if you get to the back of the line? Oh, that's fine. Cause the back of the line is still the front of the line. So you're good to go. <laughs> I will, def- I will defend the Tiki room on one level. Um, as a former huge fan of the Tiki Room, former, I I really like the Disneyland queue of the Tiki Room. And if they would move the the Disneyland queue over where it has all the the um, the wooden totems of the Polynesian gods 
and they kind of tell the story of of each Polynesian god. I would really enjoy that. And the fact that they have Dole Whip uh, concession where you can uh, uh, get it while you're waiting for the Tiki Room at Disneyland. That That's much better to me. Tiki Room, first for the first, second, third time, great. Go in there, enjoy it. But I'm just over it. I, I'm sorry. It's like one of the very few rides <laughs> no, that I... I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I will still do it every once in a while just because, you know me, I appreciate everything about it but i it's anyways charity i i like going in the tiki room and making sure to be very observant because uh it is apparently now a thing that people will try to rush into the tiki room and perform a full marriage ceremony in the tiki room before the next time that a cast member walks in so uh, it has been done, and uh, yeah, apparently this is a thing. So if, if I'm there, I like to just look around and be observant, just in case. I, well I'm going to catch the next couple trying to get I've married never, in the DE room. I've never heard that before. That's that's fun. I'm, I'm going to look for that, too. Now, Charity, give us your sleeper at Magic Kingdom. So the thing that we hit every time, and yet everyone else walks by, is the carousel. We love the carousel and it constantly has a really, really short line. Um, the wait time is always low. And, you know, it, it's, you know, it's one of those things everybody goes, ah, we got a carousel at the park at home. Ah, what's different? It's a carousel behind the castle. You're at Disney World. It is different because it's at Disney. Um, so, yeah. I, that that one's mine. Um, it's a favorite for us, but I know that, you know, a lot of people walk past it just because, yeah, you've been on a carousel, you've been on a carousel. Um, but it's Disney. It's special. Don't miss it. My wife does not let us walk by the carousel. I can assure you that we ride the carousel every time we're at Disney. All right. That was fun. I always like it when we... Um, when we do one of these low hanging fruit kind of shows that we all, we've all been to Disney so many times. We all have these thoughts. We all have these common experiences and I'm sure you do too. Our listeners at WDW for families, if you want to tell us how we're wrong, go ahead and share on Facebook what you think underrated experiences are at Disney. Remember we're fans just like you and we go often to Disney and uh, we love talking about Disney. So these are some of our favorite shows. So, Charity, Randy, Mark, any last words? Three no's and you're never too old to wish upon a star. <laughs>